Welcome to the Elevate Within Parsha program, where we feature short ideas on the weekly Parsha that will elevate your life. We begin with the first Parsha in the entire Torah, Parsha's Parishas, which details the Almighty creating the world in seven days and what transpired thereafter. And when we look at the Torah and how it records each day of creation, we find something that boggles the mind. Because on each day of creation, something goes wrong. Even before creation, the Midrash Rabbah records that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Bara Olama Sumach Elu Hashem created worlds and destroyed them until he created this one. And the Gemara in Shabbos 88b records that there was 974 generations before this world was even created. Rashi, on the very first verse in Bereshis, says that Hashem wanted to create the world with strict judgment, with Minas Hadin. But he saw that the world couldn't stand, and so he switched his original plan and created the world with tolerance and chesed instead of strict judgment. So already, even before the creation of the world, we find that Hashem is changing his mind and changing the structure and strategy that he wanted to create the world then Hashem begins in this week's Parsha to create the world. And again, on every single day, something goes wrong. Day one, Hashem creates light and the light was too luminous. You could see from one side of the world to the other. So Hashem took it away and hid it for the tzaddikim, for the righteous in the world to come. Day two, Hashem separates the upper waters from the lower waters. And the Zohar says that the lower waters cried out to Hashem because they were too distant from the Ziv Hashchina, from Hashem's presence. Day three, Hashem creates dry land and Hashem decreed that the whole tree should taste like its fruits. What happened? They formed a union and rebelled. Only the fruit developed the flavor they were supposed to, but the trees rebelled and never developed the flavor that they were intended to create. Day four, again, something goes wrong. Hashem implements the sun, moon, all the luminaries in the sky and the Talmud in Chuvin 60b records that the moon complains. You can't have two kings using the same crown. So what does Hashem do? He minimizes the moon. And then again on day five, another thing goes wrong. Hashem creates the fish and the birds and the Leviathan, the Leviathan kills its partner. Hashem takes it out of the water, salted it and saves it for the tzaddikim, for the righteous when Mashiach comes. On day six, we have the biggest fiasco of them all. Hashem creates man and Adam eats from the tree of knowledge, takes on physical instincts and is thrown out of the Garden of Eden. Day after day, Hashem's plans are going haywire. Everything's getting knocked off course. And the million dollar question that I want to ask is Hashem couldn't just make the world perfect. He's all powerful. Why couldn't he get it right the first time? What's with all the trial and error? And the secret, I believe, lies in a book by Sheryl Sandberg, the COO of Facebook, one of the most influential women on the planet. And she wrote a book called Option B. And in her book, she shares that once upon a time, she was living the dream life on top of the world. Everything in life was going as planned. The dream family, the dream job, the dream lifestyle, and one day she's on vacation in Mexico. Her husband goes down to the workout room to hop on the treadmill. His heart gives out and he dies suddenly, leaving her widowed with two kids. 
Everything she knew stopped. Life would never be the same. Her mother had to sleep with her as she cried to sleep every night. This was not how she planned her life going. Her entire world crumbled overnight. She was paralyzed from life. Couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. Two years ago, I lost my husband, Dave, unexpectedly, which is an unimaginable thing to live through. It felt like I was sucked into a void, like I couldn't quite breathe or think. I didn't think I was going to get through it. And I was even more worried about getting my children through it. I could barely get through it myself, let alone get my two children through this. This is the moment that Cheryl shares changed her life forever. A few weeks after Dave died, there was a father-son activity. Our friend Phil and I were talking about who should do it. I said, okay, well, that's good, but like, I want Dave. I want Dave to go with our son. And he said, option A is not available, so let's just kick option B. Her friend told her, you had an option A and it didn't work out. Now let's make an option B. And I believe that this line holds the answer for why Hashem created the world in a way where he had to keep tweaking and changing the original plan. Because Hashem, when he created the world, was modeling for us what creating our world looks like. And just like Hashem created the world in six days and he rested on the seventh day, he was modeling for us that six days we should be in go mode and one day we should be in reflective, we should be in passive mode and take time to stop creating physically and to connect internally, to connect to what we've already built. And so too, Hashem was modeling for us what creating our world looks like. Hashem built into creation that there would be a plan A and that he would have to change course to a plan B. And that's why Hashem created the world one way, something goes wrong, and then Hashem changes course. And he reconstructs the entire fabric of the universe in order to adapt to the new challenge that arises. He didn't need to create the world imperfect. He was modeling for us what it means to have an original plan and then to adapt to something new when a new challenge arises in your way. I am currently going through a plan B. After spending five years in Kolo, getting my smichas and training, I spent tens of hours analyzing what it was I truly wanted to do in life. And I decided that my deepest, truest passion that inculcated all my skills and personality to the highest degree was to start a young Jewish community, one that would engage the disengaged, one that felt cool, hip, and made people feel like they belong, one that gave people the feeling that there is no place I'd rather be that shifted from our traditional tefillah-centric model to a model that's growth and social-centric. It would be a Torah cafe, a social warehouse, a place of growth and connection, a place to light up every element of your soul on fire. And I looked carefully at over 10 different opportunities and chose the one that aligned best with my future vision. I spent two years in downtown Denver, five miles from the closest show working to build it, I reached out to over a thousand Jewish young professionals through Facebook, through LinkedIn, cold messaging them and started slowly but surely building our Shabbos meals up to 30 to 40 people. And finally, when things were starting to feel like they were getting underway, COVID completely shut down the operation. It took some time until I regained my inner strength, 
but I took the next best opportunity I could find to create this model that I envisioned in Australia. But to get there, I had to take multiple temporary jobs in the year that we had to wait getting my visas. We were jumping from home to home with all the difficulties of repeatedly unsettling ourselves, our kids in school, our daily schedule. We sold all our furniture, both our cars, my espresso machine, and completely started from scratch in Australia. New systems, new healthcare, new schools. We started all over again. And then I finally get to the promised land. I arrive in Australia and nothing goes as planned. We were overwhelmed. Our closest support system was now halfway around the world. Our dream here has almost completely run away. And now, my friends, it's time for me to make a plan C. The exercise for me now is to learn to let it go, to take a deep breath and let my mind return to living in the present instead of latching onto what could have been. I put every ounce of my being and held on with all my tenacity to set out to accomplish what I thought was my mission. But Hashem hit the override button. And you know what? That is beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. Because once you shift from focusing on the outcome to focusing on the journey, you can appreciate what every challenge and obstacle brought out of you. I'm the furthest thing away from my life goal right now, but the journey has taught me so much. We've hosted over 700 people in the past year and a half in our home. I hope I inspired a few lives. I have no idea, but I did the best I could. I discovered so much about myself. I taught Jewish studies formally in high school, something I told myself I'd never do. I got to give high-level halacha shirim, which I've always dreamt of giving, and I loved it. I rode every high. I felt through every low. I made hundreds of close connections with people who inspired me by their authenticity. I got the chance to interact with the coolest and most inspirational businessmen I've met in my life. I experienced people with different worldviews and got to deepen my avodas Hashem through an entirely new set of life circumstances that I haven't yet connected through. This has been two of the most dynamic years in my life and every moment here has been such a rich experience with new things to learn, people to learn from, and life to experience. Is it what I intended? No. Is it what was best for me? You better believe it. I am right now exactly where Hashem intended for me to be. The goal I had was just a direction to head in, but the true goal of life is just to make the most of whatever you have in front of you right now. To live with menuchas nefesh says the Sifsei Chayim, means to focus on nothing more than what Hashem wants from you in the current moment. To live the richest, most fulfilling life of maximizing your potential in every moment as it comes and however it comes. This is the idea of Hashem creating the world as a plan B. He was modeling for us what it means to create a goal but then to let it go, live for the journey, and set a plan B. Set your waypoint, 
but allow the waves of life to redirect you to wherever Hashem wants you. Accept the journey of wherever life has taken you. Find and live your greatest self in every moment of wherever you are. And then find your plan B, C, D, E, and F because life will take you wherever Hashem sees the potential for your greatest self to express itself. I hope that was meaningful. Let Shabbos be the time where you let go and appreciate where life wants you. And may Hashem illuminate your life's path to bring you to wherever the greatest expression of your potential lies.